<laughs> Welcome to the Now You're Playing With podcast. The podcast. The year is 1992. The month is March. The volume is 34. The the power is Nintendo. The power is Nintendo. The Nestor is up to no good. Uh, oh, Nestor. Oh, Nestor. You dang little boy. Uh, I'm Brett, uh, one of your silly little co-hosts, joined by... Uh, and I'm Weston, your other silly little co-host. <laughs> Two silly, two silly people talking about Nintendo Power. That's that's what this podcast is about. We've um, been we've been doing this for more than a year. More than a year. Yeah, it's honestly uh, one of those things where it's um, kind of freaky how times passed that quickly. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like we've been doing this for a year. It feels like it feels like we've just begun. At the time we're recording this, I just saw my first gram that I put up. My first headliner recording yeah. clip from the first episode. Yeah, I. Um, Time's going a little too quick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, wish I could just uh, be a little kid playing Zelda again, you know? Uh, you're trying to, you want to segue right to <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Let's, let's do I, it. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm not in the mood for bullshit today. Right, let's get straight into the magazine. <laughs> the cover. Yeah. So we got the cover. Legend uh, of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah. This, this cover is on my wall framed right now. The actual, my actual, oh, your actual room, really? Yeah, in my room. Do you, um, do you like this? Because uh, uh, it's the link of the past, and it's just like a human model being Link with like a shield. I always feel like human models being Link, which they've done twice, I think, at this point. Have or, they done it? They've definitely done it once because they they did uh, Zelda two. Yeah, yeah, one, so of, the, one of the early ones, and this is the second time. Uh, it's a little, it's a little weird for me to it, like. I it, it's weird to see the official. Like Nintendo be like, hey, here's our like Zelda picture and just have a real life person as Link. Yeah. So this weird. Yeah. This model is wearing kind of a costume store, like spirit Halloween Link garb. (laughs) Yeah. And he's got a pretty cool looking handmade shield and he's grabbing the master sword and there's a bunch of lightning around, you know, that's a good shield. Like I think if you were uh, like in a competition to build a shield, that's, you know, that's going to get, that's going to get some votes. There's a lot of things. So. I love this cover because I love, I, I don't know if you could believe this, but yeah. uh, I have fond memories of Link to the Past. It's one of the, one of the all time oh, great games. Oh my God, yeah. And, uh, uh, but this cover is not very good. No, it's not. It's I, really not good. I like that it's In like. Fact, the game's not that good. No. no I'm kidding. It's, it's an amazing game. Sacrilege. I was joking. You're kicking you out of the generation. You've got to go be a Gen Z kid. It's a great game. Uh, uh, terrible poster. Link Throat. does not have feet. Doesn't have feet. Uh, I think what happened here is when they did the photo, his boots are dark. Yep. And by the time they finished it, you just can't see his boots. It may also be this scan. Yeah, it's also. Wait, a- I have an idea. I'm going to go run yeah, go, and go look at the one on the wall. And I'll, uh, I'll keep I'll keep the audience company while you go grab that on the wall. Um, let me let me describe this cover for you. Um, all right, I'm kind of out of material here. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can see them. Uh, th- this is yeah. also, unfortunately, the sun has faded these somewhat because they've lived on the wall. I hand it off to you. Can't see the boots. Confirmed. Yep. So Man, the, these are these are these are archaic. Yeah, they oh, are. Shit. They were looking a lot better before I framed them and put them up on the wall where the sun could get at them and fade them. But, yeah, they're um, a little faded. Cool covers though. Nintendo didn't bother to use uh, UV fast materials in printing their magazine. Yeah, Oop. in the nineties. And you want this back? Uh, yeah, you can't see his boots, so it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you know, it's like he wore a green shirt to the green screen. You know, <laughs> you kind of massive, massive, massive screw up here. It's also uh, like the angle he's holding a shield at is weird. I don't want to. 
Question. Do you think dressing up as Link for Halloween is cool or lame? Lame. Lame. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Lame, honestly. All right. <laughs> Mailbox. Uh, speaking of lame, Nintendo Power asked everybody to write in and be like, hey, what would it take to get you to resubscribe to Nintendo Power? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> what, what, can, what incentive can we offer you? Um, uh, yeah, and, and kids are, uh, they're being cheeky little kids. They're asking for a quadrillion dollars. A quadrillion dollars. And my favorite part about that is he's, you know, he puts, I, I don't even know if that's like a real number. It's it's so many zeros. It's a one in like a a, a thousand zeros after it. One, two, it. three, four, yeah, give it a count. five, six, seven, seven eight, eight, nine, nine ten. ten. sets of zeros. Is that it? No, there's more than that. So it's one decad trillion. Ten, ten times three, so 30 zeros. Well, it's 30, 30 zeros, but like 30,000. Yeah, 10 commas. Yeah. Um, and uh, my favorite thing about that is, uh, so he asked for that. He's like, hey, give me this much money and uh, I will resubscribe. But if he, at the end, I love that he felt like he needed to like say, hey, I'm joking. I know you can't do that. <laughs> like, I like that he in the letter was like, okay, guys, I know I'm not, I'm not crazy. I understand that's like a normal, it was a joke. Like he didn't need to just... Yeah. Of course, I know you can't do that, but it would be nice. I, uh, I love it's incredibly reasonable. I, I know. I just love. I like, want to. I want a decatillion dollars. I know you can't do that, but yeah. it, it would be cool if you could. Just immediately, he, the kid bent. The kid doesn't deserve that money. He he doesn't have. Uh, and Nintendo didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to him. Um, I they, d- they did say it would be extremely nice to give you that much money, though. Yeah. <laughs> they they didn't even, they just said their response was extremely nice. Do you really think that giving somebody like many times the total amount of wealth in the entire world is nice or bad? Oh, like giving. Do you think that'd be a curse? Well, do you think like, would that cause everyone else's money to go down? Like, would there be like some weird, like, would you just fuck up the economy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to remember this is $1992. <laughs> yeah. like So it's like, this is about like, ha- like double. Uh, so he's actually getting two. Uh, decatrillion. Do you think there's like any truth to that idea that if you like have, if you were to have that much money that your life w- would be ruined? Like, do you think that you could be ruined by that much money? Like, do you think you could get in that level where we, you get bo- so bored by luxury and like, you don't have to do anything and you're just kind of like bored? Well, I, I think the thing here, cause there, there's, there's that study that at around $75,000, maybe a little more now with uh-huh. inflation, like that, that, you kind of have everything covered. And so money stops becoming a drain on your life, like the stress or the fear. But there's also the one where it's like the people who win the lottery almost always go bankrupt and have horrible lives. Yeah. 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 That's that's because everybody turns on them and like, it's like really, really sad. Yeah. Like, and you have like people, you start getting like the worst sides of people and they're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, honestly, if I had a friend who had, uh, uh, one gazongo's worth of you dollars. You just call it gazongo dollars. One, one gazongo dollar. Two gazongo Two dollars. Gazongo 200 dollars. gazongos. <laughs> I I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I would, but I, I it's like, come on, just give me $100 million. Come on. Well, that's that's what happens with the lottery people yeah. where it's like everybody comes out of the woodwork being like, hey man, um, why don't you cut me in or else? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would actually, I feel like I'd feel really bad if I did that because you're kind of treating someone like a piece of shit. My real question, okay, so <laughs> if you had this much money, you could build the AI concierge from anime <laughs> date old anime at this point, Eden of the East. Yeah. Where you could literally get on your phone and say like, I want something to happen. And it happens almost immediately because of all the money and power. 
Oh yeah, this you, AI you has. kind of have like this like box where you could just do anything you want. Dude, that anime was so awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't it, know. It was everything from like, um, oh, I need a delivery to, hey, kill these guys. And like three seconds later, somebody shoots them <laughs> to, to like, uh, th- there would, there would be like moments where a character needed to fake their own death and there would just be an explosion, but they would know because the other people can see the transactions that you've made that yeah. are in the game. You should watch Eden of the East. It's awesome. Um, so like there's this huge explosion and the person's going, you're like, oh my God, they're yeah. dead. And then you see it cost them like $250,000 to do that. And you're yeah. like, oh. Wait, so the whole idea is like, it's just, there's these people have so much money that they can do anything that they want. Okay. So in the, <laughs> in the hit anime Eden of the East, uh, this is kind of a spoiler, but whatever. It's been yeah. out since like 2009. Uh, there is a game that is facilitated by a mysterious benefactor where multiple okay. people are selected at random and given the yen equivalent of like a hundred million dollars and told to change the world. Okay. And a bunch of them just use that money to indulge themselves and kill people and screw each other over. <laughs> That's fun. But the, yeah, cause there's like other players that also have the phones, uh, the cell cell. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Sounds fun. We thank you for your Uh, service as a savior. I think if I had a good gazongo's worth of dollars, I I think I would be uh, ruthlessly chasing immortality. Yeah. That's (laughs) uh, nobody bothered to do that in Eden of the East. I feel like they screwed up. Well, a hundred million dollars. I don't know if you could, I mean, that's enough. Yeah. I mean, that's enough to like get the best. Like I want to like live forever with them. Like if I'm, if I I have a gazongo dollars, I feel like I want to be, I want to like hit a level of being so out of touch with the, like I want to like become like a half, I want to become like, uh, uh, who's the blue guy and, uh, uh, and Watchmen. Oh, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. I want to become yeah. kind of like disassociated with, with other people. <laughs> and like, yeah. Uh, be, be like, it's, it's funny you thought of Watchmen because I thought of uh, <laughs> Sandman because okay. there, there's the episode slash issue of Sandman where, on a whim, death lets Sandman keep somebody alive. They're basically immortal. Yeah. And every hundred years they have to sit down and have a drink at this bar. And it's just him every hundred years. And it's Whoa, so good. That's awesome. It, and it's very much like a reflection of that. Cool. All right. I'm down for that. Uh, all right. Uh, any other of these uh, magaz- like articles uh, ring a bell for you? You know, the one, okay. So this issue, I definitely got us a, subscri- a subscription. Yeah. And uh, the hot glue characters were the only thing I I remembered from this mailbox. So there is a Steve Shelton, Mm -hmm. Cochranville Pa, writes in, is like, I have been making little guys out of hot glue. So just out of hot, yeah, because they they look kind of like deformed and creepy. Is it literally like he just made like, he just hot glued like sculptures? Yeah, so he was using hot glue as kind of a, a resin base to make these critters. And... In hindsight, you're right. They they look a little rough. Uh, I think he was a kid. Like he's doing some craft uh, uh, stuff. Yeah, no, it's still cool. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't even to shit on. And when, it. When I was little, I thought it was cool. But yeah. you're, you're right. They, they they're very uh, they're very handmade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, as a little kid, I was like, oh, this is really neat. Like and like that's the idea. Like the idea of being a kid and being able to make your own Mario toy. That's yeah, in, that's insane. And he made Wart from Super Mario too. So you know, <laughs> he really likes Mario. Yeah. Now it's good looking stuff. Uh. Yeah. Uh, this issue tricked me into getting the Nintendo version of the Empire Strikes Back. Is that is that how 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 good is a game is that? It's not great. Yeah. 
It is interesting because the maps are enormous. That doesn't sound good. That uh, sounds like a bad thing. Any enormous NES map where you're like lost sounds like a nightmare. They're, they're pretty distinctive. Like you can find your way around. The problem okay. is the play control and it's very hard to tell how much damage you've done. Okay. Uh, very bullet spongy enemies. Even with the lightsaber, you just like hack on guys for yeah. like yeah, honestly, 30 I'm, seconds. I'm stabbing someone with a lightsaber. I want them dead right away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I would compare this to, so the super star Wars games, which those are, are good. Those are, those are good. They're very yeah. arcadey. And compared to this, this is a little more like solitary and exploration based in a yeah. fun way. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not great. How do you feel like, do you get a, do you get a little like, uh, you get excited for uh, star Wars games or do you feel like, like in general, like if a new one comes out, do you give a fuck or, um, I, I have very specific memories of when the force awakens came out and yeah. they, they were pushing so hard. That was like that, the edgy one, right? Yeah. Kicking ass with the force was like the mantra of the game. Yeah. And like the directors would make, and I was so unimpressed by those games. Oh really? And I like Sam Witwer. I keep randomly running into him at like FedEx offices and stuff. Uh, the actor who plays the apprentice. Oh really? Yeah. He's been in a bunch of shows and stuff. Um, and he's very nice, but like, <laughs> you just aren't into the whole, like I use the force to take down a whole ship. Yeah. That, okay. So here's the thing. The scale of that is so ridiculous that it's not threatening. It's just like, okay, yeah. so there is a very dangerous, there's Darth Vader type guy that yeah. wants to kill you, Brett, you yeah. the person, and he, or, or a Terminator, for example, Yeah, perhaps. A Terminator robot. By the way, his Terminator robot is the size of the moon and can just step on Los Angeles. Yeah. That's not scary. That, there's no tension to that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I'm with you on that. Uh, the, the, what was it? Fallen Order? That game was pretty cool. Yeah. I like, I I, I like Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I think the only one I've actually played to hit was um, Knights of the Old Republic. That one I played Which is a little bit. Pretty yeah. solid. Um, I mean, those those so, guys know what they're doing. Uh, that, think, was that Bioware? That was Bioware. Um, Respawn did Fallen Order, but both yeah. of those are like really great companies doing doing the Star good Wars games. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do have that like kind of like Marvel effect thing where I'm just like, ah, if I'm playing a video game, I'd rather just be in a whole new world that's completely original versus just you know jumping into the Star Wars train. Yeah, Star Wars also has that thing. Like, I'd rather play Mass Effect. Where I can be, yeah. like, where I'm like, oh, these are aliens I've never seen before. This is all, this is all new stuff. Yeah, I guess Kotor and Fallen Order both take place in parts of Star Wars that are not as well covered. Although now, yeah. thanks to like Disney Plus and Rogue One and stuff, well, Rogue One predates the uh, original trilogy. Fallen Orders, no, it predates it all. God that, damn it! Yeah, I don't know the order, man. It's it's so it, you it's, have the it's prequel like the, trilogy. It's, it's the Zelda timeline, right? It's um, Luke Skywalker made their he. When he traveled in time, there's two timelines. There's a yeah. there's a timeline where Luke Skywalker fails, and yeah, there, there's always a Luke Skywalker and a Princess Leia, <laughs> and sometimes they're like in a cloud city, and sometimes it's like a beach city. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? It doesn't matter. Let's yeah, fuck fuck the Star Wars, fuck Star Wars, fuck the timeline. Let Dave Filoni do what he wants. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> we got sucked in a real Star Wars hole there. It's, uh, man, I don't... Look, Rogue One, fucking awesome movie. Rogue One's awesome. Dude, the, the very ending segment of Rogue One. That fight at the end is so dope. Woo! Dude, every, everything from the minute the Rebel fleet shows up on man, is just end-to-end end incredible. Great. Yeah, dude, that, that movie's sick. And, and you know what? The Mandalorian, awesome show. Yeah. I really legitimately I love The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. I, I haven't kept up with it, 
but I just watched the first season and they got some good stuff in there. Don't if you've not had the second season spoiled for you. I know like one thing from it. All right, yeah, yeah. you probably know the one thing. But there's a bunch of good shit in that yeah. second season. Yeah, yeah. Uh Bill Burr. Yeah, that's, Bill that's Bar- what I was the thing I'm most excited about is Bill Burr. He honestly gets one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars. That's amazing. It's so that's good. So, that's so funny. Oh man. Yeah, of all he hates Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of all people, Bill Burr gets one of the that's, best. That's yeah. fucking awesome. All right. We're here at the NES Terminator 2 game. I I don't think yeah, I want to play this. Nice. There was one weird okay. So at the beginning of features on video games and Nintendo Power, they will frequently kind of break down like the mechanics of the game you're playing. Yeah. And in this one, they have a section called Punch and Jump, and it says LJN, the developers, did a good job with the play action in this game. The T-800 punches with both fists, and his movements are smooth. His jumps are easy to control. Okay. So. I I don't remember why I called that out. I just thought it was strange. I mean, I get both fists. Like, that means they bother to animate, like, two different strikes it's not the same animation loop right yeah now i feel dumb we should take this out yeah we're gonna cut that out (laughs) (laughs) nightshade uh this is an adventure game that also has some action stuff it's kind of cool nice uh a hybrid of like a platformer and like a like a um, like a Grim Fandango Monkey Island thing. Yeah, so Nightshade kind of the the hero Nightshade kind of looks like the question, and that he is a trench coat and fedora clad superhero. Yeah, and um, yeah, he he just like you start the game out uh, tied up to a chair with a bomb about to go off next to you. So it's like not a platformer at all. Hmm. It's a point and click adventure thing, but your character is physically in the scene. Cool. Uh, which I, I guess that's not crazy for point and click adventure games like Monkey Island and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, play, I played a little bit of it. Uh, this has got to be easier to play with a mouse. Yeah. All right, we're here. We're here at MC Kids, the McDonald's tie-in game. <laughs> it's a McDonald's game. It's like they made like a very obvious like Mario clone. It really has nothing. There's no real inspiration for McDonald's. It's they're kind of just pulling from. Uh, it just literally looks like Mario Bros, but like kind of like a cheap knockoff yeah. version of it. There's a couple of weird mechanics in MC Kids. Uh, there is a lot of gravity flipping stuff. I mean, yeah, to be honest, it doesn't look like an uh, incompetent version. It's, it's not a bad it's, game. It's like I was looking, yeah, I was looking it up. And people said it's not a bad game. Yeah, there's like I, I would rather play this than like Tiny Tunes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, weird gravity flips. Um, there's just one thing that I thought was super funny. Uh, the Hamburglar's Hideout. Because the hamburglar is like the Bowser guy. Like he's Ham- the main hamburglar. He's, he's the main hamburglar. I, I can't say it. Hamburglar. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. You know who the hamburglar you know what? is, right? Maybe that is just a, re- a regional okay pronunciation. Well, well no, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, the hamburglar, <laughs> the the villain. His secret base is a lava castle world. Hell yeah! That's so funny to me. That's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Why the hell would the hamburglers like secret base be a volcano lava world? That's insane. Hmm. Oh, I, I see. I think why you were saying it was very similar to Mario's because they have that world map. Yeah, they have it's the like world Mario Three, and it look, I mean, this whole game looks like there's like fucking mushrooms everywhere. Uh, it's it's literally just Mario, and it's all like a platform. Like, yeah, I, do, do do you see this, and you don't just think this is Mario? Like the no, hamburger well, literally lives in a lava world because that's what where Bowser lives, and they thought, 
well, Mario did lava, so that works. So we got to just put the Hamburglar in Lava World now because that's where Bowser lives. I mean, we've established over the past year plus of doing this that Lava Worlds are one of the basic world types in all video games. Ah, the Hamburglar. Like should- if the Hamburglar lived in a sewer, would you be surprised? Especially that, if it was like a Quake Engine that would, game. That would make more sense. <laughs> Artistically, the Hamburglar does. Why the fuck would he be in a Lava World? That doesn't make it. He's, he's a thief. Thieves live in the sewers. There's a connection there. Wait, why is there a connection? The, a thieves guild would be in the sewers. Okay, touche. Yeah, and a thief right. would live in the sewers. Yeah. Um, if if you lived in a where if the final like level was like kind of like a rusty warehouse world, that makes sense. Apparently, the lava world makes no fucking. It's stupid. It's funny to me, <laughs> but that it's dumb. So is the the plot of this game that Ronald McDonald's bag of magic got stolen? <laughs> Yeah, apparently. Do you know what I'm going to say next? No. Do you know what the punchline for this is? Bring bring it on. It's pretty it's pretty broad. Pretty br- Is the bag of magic just like sodium? <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> That's so stupid. Just- <laughs> I'm I'm proud of how bad that is. I'm proud of that bad joke. It's uh it's yeah, it's just like a one some coins. Do you think the hamburglar has the ability to remake the world in his image like the other uh, McDonald's characters kind of can warp reality around them. Like um, they all have the Sandman's Ruby, if you will, if you <laughs> watch the hit Netflix show Sandman. Uh, uh, yeah. If that's the case, maybe all that sodium is giving him a big old tummy ache. <laughs> well, I mean, all the hamburger wants is to steal hamburgers. <laughs> it's not like, there's not much more going on with what he wants. <laughs> You know what I say to that? <laughs> rubble, rubble. <laughs> Let's get that. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that was a that was a Comedy Central stand up special. That was like the yeah. Our, our MC Kids segment is the the most basic our comedy has been in a long time. <laughs> I think it might have been uh, the best the best best little segment we've ever had. Yeah, it might it might be the best. I mean. I don't get how you had no reaction to the hamburger living in a, in a lava base. Oh, I, I didn't read the section. That's, I just wrote my exact notes for MC Kids is honestly not bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta fucking move on from MC we're, Kids. We're, we're done talking about it. <laughs> we're we're here at Classified Info, and unfortunately, there's no tips for MC it, Kids. <laughs> so we should move on. Yeah, there's no. There there is actually one. Uh, I have I have the rare like classified info tip that I think is funny, which is that SimCity has a bug in it that they share here. It's called in the section called downsizing, and it's like, hey, you know how you need like airports and fire stations and police departments in your city, but they take up so much space. Well, wait until an airplane is flying over that facility, then have the airplane crash into it, and if even one square of the facility remains, it will still function. <laughs> At a hundred percent. So you could have an airport that's like two squares. That's interesting. That's really funny. It's a great bug. That's a fun bug. That's all I say. I, I, you know, it's, it's a, what, what if that were true in the real world? Yeah. Uh, uh, have more space for McDonald's franchises. You could have, uh, yeah, honestly better parking in LA or no, not better. It'd be worse parking. Cause, Cause there'd be more of it. There'd be more people. Yeah, that's a problem. That'd be an issue. 
You should build, uh, make space for the uh, high-speed rail. Would ideally be good for like the environment, right? Less. Like a, like a police station that's like one foot by one foot in size, <laughs> <laughs> but still yeah. functions like a full-size yeah. police station. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Hmm. Do you think the people who wrote the movie Downsizing got the idea from this issue of Nintendo Power? Uh, probably, yeah. Because um, that's the plot of Downsizing. Yeah. Down, I mean, honestly, the first 30 minutes of Downsizing is great. I haven't seen it. Well, don't. Just watch the first 30 minutes and turn it off. <laughs> great. All right. It's the Legend of Zelda comic. Hey, I actually really like this one. Yeah, I think the, um, let me, yeah, I agree with you. This one's a little bit better. And I think the nice thing about it is like, uh, there's just lots of exposition. He's like, it's just kind of going on an adventure doing stuff. Yeah. And a lot of stuff happens here. And the other thing they yeah. do is, and so it's, it's a lot of stuff that they can't really do in the video game, like kind of the scale of it. Yeah. They're kind of adding more again. So yeah, this like the Zelda comic. And I think this, this is the second issue of it, right? No, this is chapter three. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, they just, I mean, they're really just going plot by plot with the game. But at this point, uh, they, the game doesn't really have any like story anymore. You're kind of just in the game. So they're now they're like actually getting to, uh, they're not like copying and pasting yeah, story like dialogue from specific the game. actions that you have to do. Yeah. So there's, yeah, like Aghanim is mad that they couldn't stop Link or something because Link smoked all those fools because he got that first pendant or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's an amazing, so I remember you saying in the first one, this comic would be better if it was silent. Yes. And there is actually a little half page spread here of Zelda. She's like praying to the moon or something. And then it cuts to Link outside and it's wonderful. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's actually. I, and it's exactly what you're talking about. And it like implies that he's kind of feeling her presence and there's a connection between them. And I think it's so good. Yeah, totally. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I really do feel like this is, um, and like, that's obviously kind of intentional, but, uh, yeah, just get the dialogue out of here, man. This is all, all the dialogue's bullshit. Yeah, this is, um, and then, so Link, uh, rescues this weird looking little, uh, librarian dude who I do remember from reading this. Uh, the little kid. Yeah. The kid who was going to take care of that old man's wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Him. Uh, well that, Bring that him in for a, he's a, a fan classic now. Fan yeah, favorite. So that, that kid is back and then he rescues the, this librarian he's trying to find to get a specific book, the book of Medora, yeah. which is an item in the game. From this little this little guy with like a little tuft of orange hair who's a little little old dude and then um takes a glider out to the desert and the desert stuff is just cool as hell. Like it looks awesome. Yeah, like it's just very like um hand drawn desert is really neat. And there's like these big two page spreads of like the sprawling desert and like this tornado and the towers he finds. And yeah, so again, you know, it's just like uh dope monsters great i mean to begin i like i still don't think it's like a great comic like Mm -hmm. it's but i I know if i was a kid i'd be i'd be eating this up this would be like my favorite thing ever yeah yeah i i think that the it's always been a pretty comic but uh yeah this is some of the coolest art they've done um but yeah you're right it's very like plotty it ends with link getting the pin into power and he's got to face this giant monster that's like one of the bosses in the game or i don't know yeah the end the end do you want to talk about your your boy mega man yeah uh, i i Mega I, man 2 for the game boy for the game i haven't been playing i haven't been playing the game boy once but i i, I gotta say i love mega man 
Me too. <laughs> uh, Tiny Toons. Um, I, I'm not crazy about Tiny Toons. This one seems to have the same yeah, setup as the NES game. Yeah, not a big fan. I've, uh, you know what game I remember even like more? I don't remember Tiny Toons or Mega Man 2 in this issue as a kid, but you know what immediately was like, oh yeah, this game. Uh, MC Kids was the first one. Yeah. The second one was this Game Boy gangster gambling game, High Stakes. <laughs> I, I don't understand how or why, because I'm I've never been a huge you know like mafia movie guy. Uh, I acknowledge that you know Goodfellas is a good movie. Yeah, but and I'm supposed to watch The Sopranos, and I haven't yet. I've been shamed for that. But have you watched The Godfather? Of course, mm-hmm. but I haven't watched Godfather two. Ooh. Look what they did to my boy. Anyways, that's what the. That's what it, yeah. I've, that's what what's her face says when they shoot James Conn up at the <laughs> toll booth. I don't know. I just like with gangsters. I, I do like I, this is more of a Goodfellas thing, but I, I like busting balls. You know, just busting your balls. It's fun. I. It appears that there's a lot of like cheating stuff you can do in this game, which is pretty great. Yeah, I like that. That's funny. Okay, well. The final boss is named Al Cologne. Super Mario comic. All right, now we're talking. Dude, again, I love this comic. I love this Super Mario comic. I don't know. I don't know how. But it's it, it's doing it for me. It's it, it, it truly is. I, I genuinely love this comic. I think it's well made. I think it's funny. I I think one of the things that really helps with the comedy is Mario and Luigi collectively have two uh, levels of amped, and it's like level seven and like level thirteen out of ten. Uh, for Luigi, yeah, Luigi in particular yeah. goes up to like thirteen. Mario's at like a seven to yeah. An Mario's eight. like yeah, like Luigi's like eyes are like bulging out of his face at all times. Luigi's he's like always on the verge of tears. He's always always about to scream at the top of his lungs. And it, yeah, and um, and 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 we get introduced a new character joins the fray. We got fucking Yoshi, guys. This is Yo- great. Yoshi bursts out of the egg that was set up in the last one. And I actually thought the whole Yoshi thing was in, like they did they did like an interesting like legitimate storytelling thing where you see someone and you clock them as a villain at first before they become your friend yeah so the mario brothers are like oh shit this guy's gonna eat us yeah like right away they like they're concerned like it wasn't the easy move would be like oh yoshi let's jump on him but like they actually play it where mario and luigi are like genuinely scared of this dinosaur creature for a bit yeah and then it cuts to the princess in a where is she in the desert another desert another cool thing like i like in the beginning like the inciting event of this whole comic book was like all these characters go into different like warp mario tubes right and the idea of like cutting back and forth between these characters in different worlds and like the idea that each tube brought this like cast to a very different like place i think is cool that is cool it's um so so the mario brothers thinks they're gonna die and then it goes to the toads in the desert who are also certain they're going to die yeah yep and i i think a, a bunch of them do die from what i can tell from the comic uh but speaking of amped up characters the princess in this comic has always been at a 10 also like, yeah she's just, a- she like it almost seems like she should have a sword on her back. Yeah, all all she these has like really intense energy. I, I love that it's never she never questions it and it's never it doesn't 
she's she's just relentlessly like no fuck this we're still yeah like, th- these toads are like we're all gonna die in the desert and she's like a little dehydration won't stop me she just doesn't <laughs> it's her only line in the entire issue and she just does not care yeah she's just like um she's i mean frankly might be in having a manic episode she's like <laughs> she's been having a manic episode since the start of the comic every, every character's having a manic episode it's great it's literally every character's extremely manic it is it's amazing i i do wonder if in four issues from now we're going to just see the depression upswing <laughs> uh but i i even thought that they're in the desert and there's like a cloud pops up and they're like oh thank god clouds that's good but lo and behold those clouds are the cloud the lackitudes the, the little like uh, yellow guys who ride the clouds and throw shells at you pop up and it's uh, like that's kind of a fun misdirection start as a cloud that's the, the first half of a of a of a, of a enemy then show the other half. Oh, it's the enemy now. Look at that. Honestly. Bing, bang, boom. I don't know what to expect from that CG Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. I desperately hope it's this tone. Because if it's this tone, I'm not just on board. I am so, so Man. on board. I mean, honestly, God, I do like hope. Um, this is the first time I feel like, um, and again, maybe Howard and Esther just shot my expectations way low. Mm-hmm. But like, this is like to a level where I'm like, I'd be like, I would, if I would, if this artist, whoever made this made something else, I would read it. Yeah. Is how I feel. I don't know. I, I don't know how much, like I would be extremely driven to do it, but I would read if I, if I was like, oh, they also wrote, wrote this, I would consider reading it. Cause this is so fun. Yeah. If this artist has done like manga, like uh high school sex comedies or it, what, yeah, what are whatever, the other genres? I mean, honestly, anything like yeah. I'd just be like, hell Yeah. So Yoshi uh, molests Luigi. Yes, <laughs> he really does. He gives him like they, there's like a really in-depth panel of Luigi of of, of Yoshi's like tongue just going right through his ass. Uh, <laughs> Which Luigi, I mean, was asking for it. But yeah, like, like <laughs> just like getting if there's uh, like a there's like a bang, you know, like the like uh, like the classic like Batman bang slam boom, and it's just mm. a uh, slurp, and it's yeah. just uh, tongues. It's his tongue just doesn't he get one big ass lick? Didn't he get bitten on the on the ass by a piranha plant? Also, yeah, I mean, a lot of like a lot of rough ass, uh, and he lands on his ass after. So he gets licked in the ass and like bounces up, and then he lands on his ass on top on top of a big yeah, caterpillar. Yeah, one of the caterpillars. Um, and then th- this this comic is also not above putting game mechanics in because they. I can't remember what this critter is called in Super Mario World, but it's one of the caterpillars that you can't yeah, jump big, on. The big, like, yellow it, caterpillar who just it turns red and mad. angry. Yeah. yeah. And also funny, I think it's funny because their, their whole thing is, like, clearly Yoshi's, like, good. And you can kind of tell from the audience, but, like, Mario and Luigi just are misinterpreting Yoshi. And I do like the idea that it's like, Yoshi wasn't bad. He just wanted to lick Luigi's ass as a friend. He's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's just being friendly because he's yeah. like a dog. Yeah, it's yeah. like being a dog, giving it a lick. Yep. Uh <laughs> So they think they're going to die because Yoshi is on one side and the angry caterpillar is on the other. And they get their Toy Story 3 moment where Luigi tells Mario, you've been a good brother. (laughs) (laughs) They think they're going to die. They think they're going to die. That's so funny. So they're like holding each other and waiting for the end. And then, uh, of course, Yoshi saves them by chomping the caterpillar. I actually liked this panel. So they have like three panels in a row that are like really long, but very skinny panels. And it's Mm -hmm. like you see Mario and Luigi in the middle. One side you see Yoshi really far away. One side you see the caterpillar really far away, and they're getting closer and closer via the panel. Right. And right before they squash both of them, Yoshi sticks his tongue out and sucks up the caterpillar and saves them. I, I just thought the like choreograph like 
it was well choreographed. Yeah. Through a comic book. It's a great looking comic. Yeah. They, they, they both are. Yeah. Not they Nestor though. Yeah. I'm not. just kidding. Nestor's all right. Hey, yeah. Honestly, the art, art of Nestor's okay. Uh, so yeah. So it's like this moment of like, uh, and they still haven't even like clocked that like Yoshi's is their boy and on their side. And I can't believe like we're barely into this comic too. There's cr- so much stuff coming. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. And so, yeah, there's a little like classic Looney Tunes uh, style dust cloud where we see Yoshi and the Caterpillar really going at it. Yeah, and and uh, the the bros take that as an opportunity to tiptoe away, but of course Yoshi follows them because Yoshi totally ate that thing. Yep, and um, so and Yoshi like they jo- like finally he kind of like puts them on their back and he rushes to. Uh, it's just been a, a communication challenge. You just don't understand that Yoshi wanted them to get on his back so he could take them to, to Yoshi Village. To Yoshi Village, which is a honestly a very cute picture. The, the the first picture like of Yoshi Village is just like for I don't know if you I uh, like there's a lot of like Mario like Paper Mario games and like Mario RPG does this where I always get so psyched for going to Yoshi Village. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's I that's that's I want to hold Mario game in Yoshi Village like that. That's where I want to be. And so like honestly just even in comic book form knowing I'm in Yoshi Village. I'm down. This, yep. this is the place. You know what's weird about Yoshi's <laughs> Yoshi Village though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what up? So what's up? This is clearly like this is them overcoming a story challenge, right? Because yeah. all the Yoshis communicate by saying Yoshi. Yep. And they give the Mario Brothers someone to talk to by introducing a American door to door salesman named Friendly Floyd. He's like a he looks like he's forty five. <laughs> he's like an old wrinkly guy. He like he looks more human. Like uh, you know, he like kind of looks he's like just a guy. Yeah, he looks like he's you know in Mario Odyssey how the New Donk City people look different than Mario. Right. He's that. Like this guy's a normal human. He's human. Human. He's not Mario. Human. Yeah. And he's just this sleazy door salesman. Yeah, he's trying to sell him. Like, what's bizarre to me? Okay. And I gotta say, to be honest. Like this feels, it feels like we're stepping into crazy Howard and Nestor town with this shit, but it works. It works way it, better than it, it ever works. did. I don't know why I'm okay with, we're in Yoshi village. It's like, we're in this magical village with like Yoshis who have different, like cool Yoshi hats and they all like live in little Yoshi huts. And there's also a car salesman who's human who lives there. I'm in, I buy it for some reason. Yeah. So, so friendly Floyd tries to sell them stuff like a light bulb, toothbrush. Yeah, he's like just um he's just trying to make a buck. Yeah, he's he's just trying to sell a fucking every. He's he's a real oil snake oil salesman. Yeah, well, I mean, I believe that his toothbrush works. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so he's he, like he's he, just he's just like that old school like I'm going to roller skate through every place in this neighborhood and try to sell some vacuum cleaners. Yeah, like he's that guy. And it, which is bizarre because even in the 90s I mean, how many door-to-door salesmen were there? What about a game where you are this character in the Mario universe and you're just trying to make money? What if he could go between video game worlds? <laughs> oh my God. That, that I honestly, you know who he reminds me of now? Who? Is Tingle. Oh yeah. He's honestly. got kind of that same vibe where Tingle's kind of doesn't quite, he, he's just odd. Tingle's weird as fuck. Yeah. Tingle's super weird. Yeah. I, I love Tingle. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he does. He's got some Tingle. He's kind of the Mario's, the he's Mario's the Mario Tingle. version of Tingle. Yeah, which is just a salesman. Oh, I, I know how they arrived. They, they totally got to this because they were like, I don't know, plumbers? What else would, what other kind of blue collar person would you run into in a place like this? I don't know, door-to-door salesman. 
Uh, so he, he explains, he's like, uh, the Yoshi here is actually the chairman of the Dino Chamber of Commerce, which is pretty funny. And then explains the, some story stuff about Koopa's curse and all the kidnapping and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then he sells Mario and Luigi a Yoshi language training book. Yeah, and it's like, I've seen, like, they kind of, like, he gives it, it's kind of like a, um, uh, what nowadays would be a... Um, learning how to like duolingo yeah it'd be like it'd be like french for dummies like it, muzzy because like this thing that he gives them is a reference to something yoshi the, language series level one yeah like that i had books that look like that uh, as okay. a kid i had like that this is he gives them like the book he gives them i don't know what it's called but i know it had these little booklets so it's literally as if he gave them like yoshi language for dummies and it's for the dummies logo guy so it's right. kind of like a little like fun fun little callback to real life a little so the reveal, yeah. So the reveal of what this book actually is is still funny to me. Yeah, and, it's and genuinely funny. I also remembered from reading the comic as a kid. Yeah, and so like it's. Do you want to do want to reveal? Because it, it, I I thought it was a genuinely pretty. I, I got a tiny little chuckle from this. Yeah. So Floyd totally screwed them because this book has all these cute little pictures of this boy and girl talking to Yoshi and translating, and it's all just whatever they say is translated to Yoshi. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's, it's like it's I am Groot. Yeah, yeah, it's like an I am Groot uh, 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 book where it's literally like, "Hey, this word is I am Groot. This word is I am Groot." It's it's a fun joke. Come on. Uh, and then one of these toads uh, dies in Luigi's arms, and when his last breath reveals that the Bowser's got the princess or whatever. Yeah, it's apparently whatever was happening in the yeah, like uh, somehow like a toad finds them, and and apparently the the, the sand world did not go well for uh, Peach and the toads. Peach totally led them to their deaths. Yeah, Peach. <laughs> she killed those toads. I mean, yeah, it was definitely like one of those scenarios where it's like Mario, Luigi, and Peach all together. They're clearly manic. Like, don't let them, like, you got to knock them out or something, and then they can wake up later and they'll be, like, normalized. You know what the toads have to say about that? Wah, wah. Yeah. Because that's what... So Honestly, like, I, it says... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could see this. Like, honestly, I, I hope these three don't get back into power. Cause like, I do feel like I can picture like peach becoming like a, a mad queen where it's like, she's burning the, the mushroom kingdom and just like watching it burn and smiling. Yeah. She is, um, the dynamic between her and her, uh, like care, caregiver, her servants, I guess. Yeah. It's very much like she's dealt a bad hand. Uh, you know, like kind of that classic sexist, like damsel distress hand. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then she forces her servants to work to death to help her solve it. Yeah. 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 And like, um, <laughs> and to be honest, like I am getting like a vague, um, uh, cause like we're, you know, Mario is in the world of castles. That's kind of medieval to a degree and, mm-hmm. and not fully it's, it's whimsical, but like these are, I'm getting the vibe of conquerors from these three, like peach, Mario and Luigi. It seems like, it seems like they're not people who would defend them. They, they feel like attackers to me. That's a, uh, that's a very interesting take. And I've always wondered about one thing, which is why is Princess Toadstool Peach a human? Because even, oh, in, even in Adventure Time, yeah. even in Adventure Time, what's her face? Prin- uh, Princess Bubblegum is candy. She's candy like yes. the candy kingdom. Also, she's a mad scientist who created all those. Yeah, they're, they're in a world surrounded by toads. Like, they rule the toads. Yeah, why are three humans kind of the main... We established how the Mario Brothers got there. They were called to deal oh, with yeah, the Mar- plumbing the, the, problem. Yeah, so I guess this is more of a Peach thing. So it does seem like Peach doing some shady stuff behind the scenes. 
Because, yeah, Mario and, and Luigi, she probably called, like, Human Town and was like, hey, I just need a plumber. I'm going to call some humans who I know. But, yeah, no, nothing's just described. How did Peach get in charge here? What's going on? Yeah, what is going on? Hey, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. The challenge is ice hockey. The power is Nintendo. It's as slick as ice, as fast as fury. Throw in your shoulder, dig in your blade, blast it in, or be blown away. Ice hockey only from Nintendo. All right, here we go. Hey, how do you feel about hair metal yeah i don't know i think it's i, I kind of missed i missed that bus i missed i missed that train i missed that bandwagon i didn't i don't i don't care player full contact uh you can win a chance to go see trickster on trickster. tour here's a funny thing about trickster i i did not remember this band at all i yeah i didn't i don't know who this band is i don't i like there's kind of like a b-tier hair hair metal band they were actually pretty big yeah like this tour would have been a big deal the only problem is they really hit it big in like 91 92 so at the time of this issue this is like what march 92 nirvana's nevermind came out september of 1991 so yeah and that was the end of hair metal because grunge destroyed like hair metal became kind of a joke for 15 years yeah, I mean, they look like, um, it's still a joke, but there's stuff like Steel Panther where it's like joke hair metal that still is somehow actual hair metal. Yeah. Is, is like a thing. It is honestly having that long of hair. Sounds kind of cool. Well, the grunge guys had long hair Did too. It's a little shorter. Yeah. Like hair metal shows are wild. Did, um, what's, have you ever had, like, what's the longest your hair has ever been? Like, did you ever have like shoulder length hair? Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, chin and shoulder length hair. When I had hair. Yeah. How it was, was like high school. How was it? Uh, it was fine. Yeah. I was a little cutie. Yeah. I looked like Harry Potter. <laughs> Popular f- fantasy franchise uh, lead character, HP. <laughs> <laughs> then something bad happened. <laughs> uh, male pattern baldness. Yeah. It happened. So, what was the longest your hair's ever been? pretty like long but mine doesn't get like i don't get like long straight hair like it just gets really crazy and like <laughs> wild it just kind of goes outward yeah my, my i mean i lived in it doesn't go down i lived in houston it's so humid like it would feather like crazy yeah if i'd lived somewhere that was relatively dry like it's been humid here but when it's dry like that would have been so much better yeah for my my cute little little dew <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, my heart goes out to Trickster. It's real bad timing that yeah. they hit it big right when the genre was uh, on the way out. Yeah, rest in peace, Trickster. Um, uh, I guess they got back together in like 2015, and they're oh, really? they're doing stuff again. So good on them. Hell yeah, good for Trickster. They have an album called White Knuckle Surf Scoring, and it's a Mario themed Trickster album. And it's auto- it's autographed by Mario, which is like well, no, it's not. Yeah, who's Mario's not real. Who would, yeah, who would, like, is it just, 
Is it just an intern that writes Mario? <laughs> have you have you heard any of the anecdotes about Charles Martinet no. riffing as Mario at like E three and stuff? No. So he he just does like Italian stereotypes. He's like, you guys like uh, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to wonder if like uh, you know they they were doing that kind of thing, like Italian stereotype Mario <laughs> signatures. He's like, Mario, it's me, pasta. Um, and here here's your trickster CD. I mean, that's. <laughs> I would have loved to have gotten one of those. Honestly, I bet that's worth quite quite a pretty penny nowadays. Uh, oh man, a sign- trickster CD signed by Mario. <laughs> I don't have a lot on this counselor's corner. I just want to say the red backgrounds for the counselor headshots are gone. Oh yeah. I don't know if this happened last issue and we missed it, but... Uh, End of an era. Yeah, because those looked terrible. Those looked horrible. That never, neat. never photograph somebody in front of like a generic red. At least go with like burgundy. Red is really gross as a background color. Like a light, a bright red is extremely gross. Yeah, it's really shockingly unappealing. That's got to be like an 80s thing. And they finally... They, so they're entering the glamour shots phase, but they're not there yet. Now it's yeah. like normal headshots with just a black background. Yeah. Black background's still kind of a weird choice, honestly. Like, it, shouldn't it be light blue? I think it should be like a purple rainbow star field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a cool gradient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Lemmings on the SNES. There we go. Um, I like Lemmings. I feel like we've talked about it already on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Lemmings is a good game. That was fun to play with, uh, with a mouse. With a mouse, it's fun to play. With a controller, eh, less fun. I actually, I, I do want to play. My internet's like going out. Because I don't think you can pause in Lemmings. I think that's part of the game. It's like the Lemmings don't walk very fast, but they never stop. Yeah. So you got to book it or you're going to lose too many. All right. We are on MC Kids. Uh, yeah, my yeah. favorite. There we go. Hey, that we should make of... that sodium joke again. Yeah. Tee me up. I'm ready to yeah. knock it out of what's the park. In that, what's in that bag of tricks? Uh, probably sodium. <laughs> Mario's. <laughs> there we go. You have a badumch on there. Do I? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Right here. No. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what about this one? <laughs> oh. This time I really will take the sound effect away. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, I'll actually play the... Um, Drum set. <laughs> and and the whistle. Uh, we're here at Joe and Mac. Uh, this game looks great, does not run well. The end. Okay, yeah, let's move on. I got to bring the slide whistle back. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I was getting tired of not hearing yeah, it kinda, all the time. Yeah, I kind of, um, uh, kind of stopped doing it. Those were, the day, those, were the, those were the golden days of the podcast when I was like, Slide whistling all the time. Hey, this uh, this Adams Family centerfold is awesome. I I thought it was absolute garbage. It looks terrible. It looks terrible. It's literally they just it's a poster and they just it's a poster where they just it's, it's a like bunch a of pre- press stills from the movie. Yeah, they just like grabbed a couple images from the movie and just like put it over a gradient background and with like a gross like turquoise border. It terrible. Yeah, the truth is, what's getting the mileage is the actual Adams Family. One of my favorite things. I didn't know that. Okay, here's here's what I didn't know. I didn't know the Adams Family had two D's at Adams. 
Yeah, they do. It's A-D-D-A-M-S. It's because the original comic strip that they're based on was done by Charles Adams with two Ds. Hmm. Can't wait for that new show. Looks awesome. Uh, also, kind of, you know what I was kind of bummed about? What? With this poster. Kind of pissed off about, honestly. Huh? Uh, so, the backside of this poster is, I, 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 maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like it's more um, uh, uh, Joe and Mac stuff. Yeah, it is. And um, number one, I do want to mention, and that uh, Joe and Mac, they had a bunch of like bones all over the, all over. Like it'd be like a stage yeah. and looks like a dick. Um, and then, uh, Hell yeah. uh, 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 so the right after this game. is the Zelda portion. Why isn't the Zelda map on the back of this poster? Because Hyrule is a square, not rectangles. Yeah, that's true. But come they, on. They could have done a bunch of dungeons. They, they could have done something. Like I, a cool Zelda map. Instead of all this bullshit, would it would have done it for me? Okay, yeah, na, I'm, na, done. Na, I'm, I'm done. I'm done fuming. Na, 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 na. Done. All right, done. we're here. Yeah. Link to the past. Great. All right, this, okay. this game rules. Yeah, I got a couple a couple of things to say. Great okay. game, amazing game. Uh, really, like, I mean, it's it's really impressive because this game is. Uh, I I think it goes to say, like, it's pretty impressive to have the first one of the first games on the system be the best game for the system. Yeah, they've done that a few times with Zelda games. It's, I mean, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is also that. Yeah, it's like, has is there an example of it? Of it not, is Zelda the only game that's ever been that? Has there ever been another game that's like a launch title, basically a launch title was the best game for the system? I feel like Nintendo does this a lot. Yeah, it's just Nintendo, Nintendo's the only one who can pull it off. I mean, Halo came out with the Xbox. Okay. So you got you got to launch. Okay. Launch with a banger. Yeah, yeah, you got me. Yeah, checkmate. And, uh, and the Xbox One launched with. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> Killer Instinct. <laughs> uh, what's another one? Yeah, like PS Five didn't really have that, unless you count Astro's Playroom, which is which is awesome. But that's not. The it's best. not awesome. It's not, but it's not the best. Yeah, game. it's not gonna be the best game of the PS Five for sure. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I just think it's extremely impressive. I think this game starting off the launch cycle, like uh it really uh this game really is a massive leap forward for gaming in general. Uh like yeah, in the past. If you look at Nintendo's like launch year lineups from everything from the Super Nintendo onwards, as far I'm not really thinking about the handheld consoles, but like There's always a banger. Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, and then Shortly in, in a after. Year, yeah, because the system came out, what, 91, right? So this is a few months after launch, like six months, they yeah. had Link this, to the Past. And the, the, this is, uh, uh, the, and it's crazy that they just did this with the Switch, where the Mario, Breath of the Wild and Mario came out pretty side by side. And they were both incredible. And they were just amazing. And this is the same with this. Like, they and, just, uh, two just amazing, amazing games right out of the gates. It's, it, it's, they know how to fucking come out swinging. Yeah, they definitely didn't do that with the... Well, so the GameCube launched with Melee, which... Hey, that is debatably the best game on the GameCube. You could make that art. You, I, I, I don't really have any... I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think it's... Yeah. Looking back, I don't think you can say anything else is... Maybe Wind Waker. Yeah, but Wind Waker doesn't have... Yeah. Me- Melee is like special. Melee is something else. I agree. I'm with you on that. Uh, the 3DS definitely did not have... 3DS uh, had a terrible. The best. I literally ended up with Street Fighter on this 3DS because that was the best game I could get. Street Fighter Four. Yeah, and I don't even like Street Fighter. <laughs> that was the best game. I was. I, I had. I think it was like Street Fighter, Lego Star Wars, and Pilot Wings. 
Woof. Yeah. yeah, Game Boy Advance, pretty weak launch lineup. They did have a Castlevania games, which, but like it was very, you, you had Super Mario Advance, which was Super Mario Brothers 2. Yikes. Uh, they did come out with the Yoshi's Island as a GBA game soon Pretty after, soon. but like those okay. are not. Yeah, those are those weren't like. But the Nintendo sixty four, Super Mario sixty four, huge. Yeah, one of the like genre defined like yeah, uh, unbelievable. That, that game's a, that game's massive. But I we didn't get another game of that caliber until maybe Ocarina, which was soon quite a bit after, right? It's like ninety seven. Yeah. Maybe that was in the launch because '96 was the launch year. We honestly, we sports might be the best Wii game. Yeah, <laughs> crazy to say. No, Mario Galaxy is. I mean, Mario Galaxy Mar- yeah. is, but Mario yeah, Galaxy. It, it's uh, <laughs> the Wii Sports is the best Wii game. It's the best game that needed the like. It's the best game that used motion controls. I think. Yeah, I. Uh, the, the, I would put the Switch and the SNES up top. I feel like we we weren't meaning to go make a rating, but if we're going to look at like the best launch year, oh yeah, I, I'm, lineups. Those two are are the uh, strongest. I mean, they're not just strong; they're they're they fucking blew up the show, man. They're they're crazy. The two both launches were like two. Um, until this date, I'd say Mario World and Legends of Zelda: Link to the Past are probably to this point the best games of all time. Easy, and like I feel like some people would argue they're still they still are, and I think Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are the same thing. I think you could argue both are the best game of all time if you wanted to. Yeah, two of the greatest games ever made yeah. within the first few months of a system. Here, Okay. Uh, insane, here's a, insane, fucking insane. I have a hot... So that Nintendo's insane. I feel like you could listen to any gaming podcast and a couple of nerds would probably say similar things to that. They would have yeah. similar takes and they'd be right, like we are. Yeah. But here's, here's one you haven't probably heard. I think the SNES and the Switch were both successful in their first year for the same reason, which is they had a back catalog from somewhere else that was very strong that just needed the technology. They needed that access to market. So with the switch, you had all the Wii U games that were amazing, but nobody bought Wii U's. Yeah. So of course, Super Mario 3D World, amazing games. Splatoon, Mario Kart, Mario Maker, Mario Kart, Pikmin 3. Like, ah, dude. I mean, the Wii U actually had some good titles. Um, uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Tropical Freeze. Yes. Really good. Absolutely. Really yeah. Good game. Great games. All Because it's all Nintendo making bangers, but totally. like on a console that they only sold like 5 million of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the SNES, what you see in this launch year is a lot of um, PC ports. You have SimCity. You have oh, huh. yeah, uh, Lemmings is the same thing. So you, uh, uh, Populous. Like, a lot of games that were just like hot and ready to like just... Yeah, because the technology wasn't there with the 8-bit consoles to yeah. bring them over. And then, so I think, and those are uh, a little more niche, I guess, than, you know, your broad, you know, your, your Switch but games. But other than, like, uh, like it, you could compare that to the Nintendo 64, and it was just Mario 64 came out. And then from then on, just a dry desert until Ocarina of Time. Yeah. So there wasn't, like, that backup. And, and, <laughs> And the PC ports you were getting were early 3D games. So it was like, yeah. hey, congratulations, man. Here's Forsaken. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Zelda. Uh, one other thing I'd want to say, like, I, I think that's really impressive when I was replaying it, is I actually think I have a hard time comparing 2D and 3D Zelda games. I feel like it's a bit of an apples and oranges thing. Like, yeah. they're different. I don't feel like I can compare them. But if I were to, like, lump all the Zelda games together, I think Link to the Past might have the strongest opening. It's great. It's like people talk about how like Zelda has like a good story, which I don't think is true. Like a link, but I a link to the past is truly cinematic. Like waking up and it's rainy outside, and you like grab a lantern and you like sneak out, and 
into the back of this like castle and you sneak into the castle where like, you know, there's this princess you had to go and you like go to the basement, fight like this, get these badass guards, grab her, go find a secret exit, go through these sewers, end up in this like Your church. Your uncle dies. Your uncle dies in it. Uh, I feel like uh, this is the most, especially if you like, if you look at the games predating this, this is the most the game ever feels like I have like a DM or writer or director like yeah. bringing me through an experience. Cause like, it's not like, all what I said is very standard and basic, but you really feel it. Like when you play that game, you actually kind of feel like you're a person. I feel like I'm a person in that rainy night, like running through the forest. You you feel what they're trying to show. It's it really like locks onto your feelings and it, it, you feel like you're in the game, which is impressive. This is absolutely one of the first times you're getting that kind of, it's a whole mood. Like yeah. you're, you're getting that vibe because like the other Super Nintendo, Nintendo first party game that's got, one of the all-time great openings that's like burned into my retinas from when I was a kid is Super Metroid. Oh yeah, which has like honestly. just you you are you are one hundred percent in after that first five ten minutes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Same thing here. Like this game, I feel like I've said this before, but I'll say it again because we're actually at the feature for it. This game was a big deal for like you know when I was eight. Yeah, holy shit! Like, and, uh. Everybody had it. Everybody was playing it. You go to people's houses after school. Totally. One of the first games I finished, like unbelievable. And like another thing too is like, so I, I was playing by myself just kind of re- because I wanted to play it just because we have this coming up and you go through that sequence and I was like, wow, I'm just like amazed at how great it is. Mm-hmm. Compare, especially if you like compare it to like normally Zelda games, you're just kind of like grabbing chickens for an hour. Yeah. Uh, but you, you end, do that here. Yeah. You, you end up like doing this badass sequence. Then you're just in Zelda and suddenly you're like, Oh, I'm playing fucking Zelda. This game rules. Yeah. This awesome overworld uh, theme. And you just feel like you can go like, it really feels, um, uh, uh, like they're really up. Like you get, like, it feels like I'm playing Skyrim to a degree. I'm like, it's so I'm like, I can go fucking wherever I want right now. This is awesome. I remember, I would not be surprised at all if I could, fire up Link to the Past now at any point in the game and like kind of just know where I was on the map. How many how many times have you beaten Link to the Past? Do you feel like you've beaten Link to the Past multiple times or is it? At least twice. Yeah. Uh, it may be that though. I may have just finished and been like, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I'd beat it again. It's, uh, but yeah, I definitely, this is one of those games where, you know, as a kid, it's one of the few I had. I bought it at like a used game store or something for 20 yeah. bucks and like played the hell out of it. Uh, man, the Skyrim analogy is really good. Uh, I, I think that that's very appropriate because Skyrim also has that expansive exploration. Like you have that moment where you're like, ooh, I can really go wherever I want. And it's just, it's impressive to get that with such an old game. Where I, I mean, it feels almost the same. Yeah, it's uh, it's really incredible. And games still are cribbing from this one. Totally. Uh, hey, I'll say something controversial yeah. that, that counters my thing about how how in high esteem I I put a link to the past. Yeah, the opening of this one's very cool. Yeah, I might like the opening to Breath of the Wild a little more. Oh yeah, that's well. I I think uh, that's how I, like that's the I was, opening plateau. I was I was trying to think. I was thinking of all the all the games and comparing the openings, and I actually did think the same thing. Breath of the Wild is debatably stronger, but that's almost like appreciating a machine. Like it's it, it's this it's it's probably one of the most well done tutorials of all time. Where is this is more of a mood. Right. I think they're both moods and tutorials. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I was just watching you play the uh, the castle sequence, and it very much is like, hey, kill all the enemies in the room and the door's open. Here's, yeah. Yeah, here's yeah, yeah, a yeah. key to get through this part. Um, and then the stuff with the, uh, how the guards behave. And because it's like a mini dungeon. Yeah. And 
but yeah, the mood is like kind of ominous and like dark, like fantasy yeah. tinged. And Breath of the Wild is like airy and melancholic is kind of the vibe. I guess it does like kind of have a, like a mood to it. And like uh, you're in this ruined world. Yeah, and you just wake up. Uh, I, honestly, this is like one thing with if we're going to talk Breath of the Wild, that's weird. Because I did a media blockout before. I didn't know anything about the game. Oh, yeah. And just waking up, the way you start that game is you wake up and you're like in a Neo Matrix style casket. Fat. Yeah. Thing, and you come out and you're just linking his underwear. That's fucking weird. That's crazy. Yeah. That's an insane way to start a Zelda. Like, that is not as all, at all what I was expecting. Because Link got so messed up 100 years ago that it took him that long to fix him. <laughs> like, yeah. How bad was that guy hurt? Holy uh, shit. Uh, awesome. But I also, like, I do feel like to a degree that Breath of the Wild intro is appreciating a engine. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... And the yeah, the other thing is it's just not as oppressive a mood. It's it's like yeah. it feels more spacious. I mean, yeah. especially because like the big title card is you running up to a cliff's edge, right? Yeah, and it does a little pl- piano flourish and yeah, stuff. Man. And it's just like the opposite of it's a downpour, and you just hear a voice calling out for help. Do you uh, do you think you'd have a preference if you're going to say overall game? Do you feel like you would prefer Breath of the Wild or Link to the Past? Do you feel like, or do you feel like those are the two best for sure, or? Again, I have a hard time comparing them, so I, I, the 2D to the 3D is a little weird. But uh, that's that's tough. I do. I mean, Link to the Past is like what a three to six hour game, and to, to finish it, yeah, I guess if you're just like gunning for the end. And like Breath of the Wild, I must have played for like 40 hours. So that that's just a long. It's a long, big game. Our play times are way different. How long did you play Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild for me was probably like 80. 200 hours maybe i spent more time on um, it than i remember link to the past for sure for me is like a 20 hour game because i i do everything i just don't think it's that big i don't think it's as big a game as no no not not, not close yeah which makes, makes it like there's that level it's like kind of dumb to compare them like they're, they're very different things at this point yeah i don't know if i could pick but they're definitely yeah. like i'm glad they both exist <laughs> That that's a great thing about like Zelda and Mario games and just Nintendo games in general. Like it doesn't feel like when you go back backwards in Zelda games. I mean, of course, the difference between like Breath of the Wild and this are so different. But this every Zelda game you play, you feel like there's a reason to replay it. It doesn't feel like it's it doesn't feel like a rough draft of a later one. It right. feels like it has its own charm, its own vibe, its own appeal, its own like level of fun. It's doing things that other Zelda games don't do. Here's here's the fun thing to debate, but we can't do it yet. When Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, mm-hmm. both games will have sequels because Link Between Worlds is a sequel to Link to the Past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll be able to rate the sequels. I'm in for that. Because Link Between Worlds was good. Link Between Worlds was awesome. I, I actually, uh, this I don't know if this is controversial. Um, I like Link Between Worlds more than Link to the Past. I can believe that. I mean, it's a uh, much more modern game. Yeah, it's because it's modern. And like, um, it's just, that game was fucking awesome. <laughs> I I completely agree. All right. Uh, hey, it's the Nesters. It's time to cast our votes again yeah. for the 1991 awards. Do you just want to like put our votes for best overall? Or do, or do you wanna, yeah, do we, that's what do, we did last time. Do we want right? to spend 30 minutes doing this whole thing. We already spent so much time talking about Link and Zelda. Yeah. All right, let's do best overall. Okay. All right. Ness, we got Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, Star Wars, Star Tropics, and Tecmo Super Bowl. Yikes. Man. Bad year for the NES. Am I right? Star Tropics, baby. I have battle for me. 
you and, and yep. fucking battle toads. Yep, me and me and stinky stompy, me stinky, stinky stompy and pimply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me what, and my boys. What a cool trio of good <laughs> characters. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 is also a great game. Uh, yeah. And Tecmo Super Bowls, I, I, I feel like Tecmo Bowl is the one that I always remember, but I'm also not a huge football game fan. So yeah. maybe we're being a little unfair. That's a, yeah, that's a better I, lineup I, I than agree. it looks like. That was, uh, Star Wars game is not great. Yes. But people true. love people Star love Wars. Star Wars. All right. What do we got for the Game Boy? <sighs> Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge. Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, Mega Man and Dr. Wily's Revenge, Metroid 2, Operation C. What are you, what are you feeling? Uh, I mean, Game Boy games are bad, so. Yeah. I don't really like any of these. I don't know. I don't like any of these. I guess Mega Man. Yeah. It's pro- th- probably the one I'd have the most fun playing uh, same, now. Same here. I'm going to go Mega Man. All right. SNES. Pretty good. Pretty good SNES lineup. Act Razor, Final Fantasy 2, SimCity, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, or Mario World. What do you think? Mario World. Yeah, it's it's got <laughs> pretty it. Pretty easy. None of these others are. Final Fantasy II, I'm sure, is pretty great. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. No, it's no Super Mario World. Yeah, it's no Super Mario Okay. Well, those are our predictions. Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We're back at it. And uh, I remember this Nestor comic from when I was a little kid. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, um, it's, I mean, Nestor sucks. Uh, Nestor sucks real bad. We, we actually, I, uh, I was re-listening to some of our Nestor and Howard bits cause I was curious. And one uh-huh. thing we mentioned was we said we thought, cause you know, we, before this is the Nestor comic book, before this is Howard and Nestor, they're like the mascots of this thing. And they always yeah. get a comic book. Howard leaves and it's just Nestor now. So we get these little Nestor adventure comics where it's just this little piece of shit. Uh, but the, the, fortunately, the comic is half as long. Yeah, it's half as long. Thank it's God. One page instead uh, of two. But that, that, that was the whole thing. It was like Nestor and Howard were in this like really toxic dynamic, and we said on paper we thought that without Howard, Nestor would grow up to be a good boy. <laughs> and without, we were wrong. We were wrong. We could not have been more wrong because Nestor is getting worse and worse. He, he he is. Howard kept him on the leash, and I feel like without Howard, like giving him the old dog whistle. Uh, making him make him sit down and yeah, breaking him every once in a while. Yeah, without yeah. like someone to break him, he's just going fucking crazy. He's fucking beating up Napoleon. Um, is this Napoleon? I still okay. So this is a Rampart, the arcade game Rampart. Yeah, based Nestor's adventure where Nestor is grabbed by. So I guess he's part of a. <laughs> Is this the the French Revolution? I don't know. I don't think I don't, that's this. Th- that's where Rampart is set. I think yeah. Rampart is like medieval castle fighting with cannons, right? Yeah, no, totally. It's it's more of a medieval. I I don't know though. So I, Nestor is in Les Mis, and um, French soldiers take him to fight Napoleon in like little model castles, and then suddenly the model castles like get bigger. It's like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, so the Rampart, the arcade game, you have a building mode where you're like drawing out your castle and then you have a combat mode where you're, you and the other castle fight. Yeah. And so like, they're just kind of shredding each other, shooting castles at each other. And then I think at one point Nestor says, I'm going to make you eat my boot. Did you, see, did you say that at some point? Oh, right. Oh, okay. So for 30 years, I have not understood the last panel of this comic. Oh, yeah. No, he... Um, All right. So Napoleon Nestor fight. 
Nestor is losing the game of Rampart and then just f- fucking tackles Napoleon. And like sticks his his boot into his mouth and, and says, um, how's it taste? Yeah. He like literally he tackles a guy, takes off his boot, sticks it in the guy's mouth and says, how does it taste? It's pretty messed up. Pretty fucked in. It's pretty, not a little bit. It's it's extremely messed up. Do you think the editors at Nintendo Power hated the French or perhaps just Napoleon Bonaparte? Do you I, think they were like English or you know, Prussian? Yeah, maybe there's like, like some aggression there. I also think like, you know. St- still salty about Waterloo. If we're looking at it through the point of like Nestor, I think Howard probably did this to Nestor at some point. Was pin him <laughs> down and make him eat his boot. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so it's I like think the Radiohead song Creep. Yeah, so now it's Nestor's turn to do it to someone. So Nestor yeah. tackles Napoleon and makes him eat his own boot. Uh, yeah, it's pretty messed up. Do you think the guard that captures Nestor in the second panel got guillotined later? I mean, honestly, I... I guess you, Napoleon happened way after the French Revolution. That was like 30 years later, right? Do you think um, Do you think Nestor is capable of killing someone? Like, uh, like honestly, like, do you think... I think he is. I think he's run, he's run, we've seen him run someone over. We've seen him like make a guy eat his own boot. I don't know. It's like, going to be like the daughters in uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood where they do their first murder and then they just start vomiting because they're so horrified. Do you think that would actually turn him around? Do you think maybe he needs to do a bit of a sin and punishment? Crime and what was the thing where a guy does like, does a, does, do you think, like he's, he's too stupid to be moral. <laughs> like he, There's no way. Like there's no like you, you, he's going to. You know when the body is on the floor in front of him, there's going to be that moment where he just gets up to that line of like, what have I done? Yeah. He's like, no, he deserved it. And like, go off to the next adventure. Yeah. He would like say, he would like, uh, uh, he would just, he'd probably have some quip. Like. Yeah. He'd turn to delusion or have a fun quip. Like there'd be brains all over the floor and he would like say, mop up, mop, mop up on aisle three and then like whistle and, 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 and leave and not grow and just continue to be a, be a bad. I mean, I mean, to be honest, he's at this point, uh, I think Nestor is like, uh, uh, has felt like he should be in jail. Yeah. He's definitely, I mean, he's probably did some time in jail in France after this incident because (sighs) how old is Nestor in this specific issue? Because it keeps changing and he looks pretty old. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think he's like 27, He's, it's 27. Yeah, I think Nestor. he's 27. And like, uh, like we saw him as a boy in this bad relationship that he gets out of and he just doesn't leave it. He's just out uh, committing crime, I mean, blowing up buildings, making people eat their own boots. Does the Nintendo Power podcast, like the official one that's like from now, yeah. is, is Nestor in that and he's like 40, 50? I don't I mean, I... What what do you think a fifty year old Nestor's like? Is would be my question. Do you think he's like? I feel like he's like he's on four chan, like converting <laughs> young men to fascism. <laughs> he's, a little, he's a little monster. Like, you remember Milo Yiannopoulos? Yeah, I don't know who that. Is. <laughs> okay, good. Never mind. Hey, he's also Zezba on RuneScape. <laughs> yeah, he he's a troll on a on a free to play game, and he does. <laughs> Every once in a while, he takes over Habbo Hotel and like just ruins it for the children. Man, you know, you know what I would think would be an absolute nightmare. It picture Nestor playing Xbox with a mic. Oh yeah, no, he's I I was Nestor playing Xbox <laughs> in like 2004. <laughs> Maybe Nestor just becomes you. Maybe he just uh, 
It gets really into tech. That's that's dark, man. <laughs> Has some regrets over his past behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was on some level I deserve some of the verbal abuse I got playing video games online because circa Halo 2, I I was a real terrible human well, being. The weird thing about Nestor is uh like he doesn't, he hasn't like found his like gang of other pieces of shit. Well, like, there's that fence painting kid. Yeah, but he's and dead. the cowboy yeah. kid. I, but he's dead, man. <laughs> oh, that guy <laughs> kid's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nestor funny games him. That's a good point. I, I, whenever Nestor is close to anyone, they die. So I mean, I, I get it. Do you think there's? I don't think I, this is Nestor, but have you ever heard of the film The Vanishing? Um. Can I spoil the vanishing? Yeah, for go you? for it. Okay. It, it's a um so this is one of those films that was it Kubrick said it's one of the scariest movie he's ever seen. Huh. So it's this mm, oh no, I'm about to misquote. I, I want to say it's Danish. It's it's a European film. Yeah. Where a guy's on a road trip with his girlfriend and she just vanishes from a rest stop. Okay. And what we find out really early in the early in the film is we see the guy who abducts her. Yeah. Like he drugs her and takes her away, but we don't see what happens to her. Yeah. And this guy, the, the boyfriend cannot let it go. So he, I can't believe I'm telling this whole story on the podcast. This is awesome. Um, so he eventually goes on the news and asks, he's like, please just tell me, I just want to know. And the killer confronts him. And he's like, yeah, I did it. And he's like, what happened to her? He's like, the only way to find out is if you drink this drink. And he does it. Oh. And he wakes up buried alive in a casket. Oh, shit. That's the end of the movie. That's it? Yeah, I just spoiled The Vanishing. Man, that doesn't... I, Isn't I that fucked up? I don't know if I want to watch that movie. It's really fucked up. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good movie. I, it, it's extremely disturbing. Yeah. Um, do you think somebody is casketing <laughs> Nestor's friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Um, but it's not Nestor, it's somebody else. So someone else is... Uh, and the weird thing is, on the other side, I don't think Nestor cares what's happening to him. I, I don't think he thinks. I think he's so used to people just disappearing from his life that he's not questioning it. Yeah, so he 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 would be fine that his friends were getting drugged and buried alive. Yeah, I, I mean the the obvious person to be doing that would be Howard himself. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Man, what a way to die! What a way to die! Uh, <laughs> man, poor guys, poor kids. And yeah, I do think it's probably Howard. <laughs> George and Rob yeah, I, are back and now playing to give their Siskel and Ebert style opinions. I was kind of jazzed about this section for a little bit. Like I was like kind of like excited to like read it because they had some funny slams. But pretty quickly, I'm like, I'm not reading this. I read this one. Oh, you did? Any good slams? No. Uh, yeah. I had two observations. One is there's a Godzilla game where you use the military to fight Godzilla and other monsters. And that sounds awesome, but they shit yeah. on the game, which doesn't sound fair because they're, it's turn-based. They're like, this could just be a board game. And it's like, hmm. no Rob, it couldn't like, you're going to set up all the pieces for this board game. Just make it a video game. We know this yeah. now. Gloomhaven, so much easier to play in video game form. Yeah. The other thing, and this is more of just a, general observations they keep talking about how movie game adaptations are scene by scene adaptations they say it about empire strikes back they say it about terminator 2 yeah and that's just such a bizarre way to talk about movie adaptations looking back and 
I think, I guess it was new at the time. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, did that, that's not really like a thing anymore to have like seen, like there aren't, I mean, if there's a movie, at, like that doesn't really happen. There's not like a game where you just play through the scenes of the movies anymore. I don't think. Yeah, now you almost have it in reverse. Like if the Last of Us TV show ends up being yeah. a lot like the game. Yeah. There's, um, I don't know. The only example I could think of is like the Lego movie game. Oh, there is the Maybe. Lego Star Wars yeah, no, original like trilogy all, one. The Lego games kind of do. It's, yeah, I guess the Lego games. And that's honestly really fun. No, and I, I think the other thing that's really striking is looking back on this, all I can think about for examples are like Resident Evil 2 remake where it's very cinematic and it's basically a movie, you know, where yeah. it's like games are movies. So there are no scene by scene adaptations. There's just games with scenes. Yeah. Anyways, hopefully George and Rob will get uh, buried alive soon. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh makes me think that that was not that good a joke. <laughs> no, I know. I, that was, that was, uh, we're here at the top 20. <laughs> uh, we're doing top three now for each console. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. Top three for NES. I'll go. Do Number it. Three, Dr. Mario. Hey. Number two, Bell Toads. Boo. Yeah. Number one, again, by a lot, Super Mario Bros. 3. It doesn't, right. doesn't seem like that's changing anytime soon. <sighs> I'll do Game Boy. Hell yeah. Number three, Dr. Mario again. <laughs> Number two, Metroid 2. Okay. Number one, by a lot, Super Mario Land. That's pretty much identical. Battletoads and Metroid 2 Me- are not the same. They're the same thing, man. I think. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite Metroid 2 characters. Splits. Splits. Splats. Splats and Zitman. And, and Googles. Uh, three three great, cool, relatable <laughs> characters. <laughs> All right. Super NES. Uh, number three. <laughs> Final Fantasy 2. Hell number yeah, two, man. F-Zero. Hell yeah. Number one. By a decent amount. Super Mario World. One of the greatest games ever made. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> Do you have anything? No. No. (laughs) Let's get the fuck out of here. No, I've got nothing. This this celebrity player profile is Corindemic, a star of, like Trickster, like a thing that I feel like isn't really thought of a lot now, uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which, have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, I have not. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I was forced to watch it by boomers and Gen Xers. But, yeah. And it's it's a great movie. Right, yeah. Like, it's it's worth watching still. Parker Lewis is like a TV show virgin. Vir- virgin. For a TV virgin. <laughs> yeah. TV <laughs> virgins like love a, Parker Lewis can't fucking lose. Fucking three virgins right here. <laughs> I bet Parker Lewis is not a virgin. I bet. Uh, I, as, as a character, like Ferris Bueller is almost certainly like. A virgin. Had, had sex with uh, Sloane. Sloane. Yeah. You have to watch Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, That's a character from that Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day Bueller off. sounds like a virgin, in my opinion. I mean, he might be, but... Yeah. I bet the actor is, too. Matthew Broderick? Yeah. <laughs> now or uh, nah, at the nah. time of the movie? Yeah, now. Never, 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 never did it. <laughs> so I, I did look up some Parker Lewis stuff, and I guess uh, Crack.com did a Parker Lewis web series in 2009. Okay. Yeah, I don't know any of these actors. Uh, I got no. I got no opinion. Okay, cool. Uh, do you, yeah, I mean, do you, do you, are you getting anything from these actors? Like, do you, do you care? No, this was the most bland 
interview they've done in a while, it was more like the old ones where it was just yeah. generic plugging of video games. The thing is, I don't think I'd be interested in these player profiles if they were like up to date. So like if it I mean, was, didn't Michael Dorn do one? Yeah, but I yeah, it's, it's like, Worf, man, Worf from Star Trek. Uh, nah, it's like if if if, if Will so, Wheaton did one. If Tom Hanks like talked about how much he liked Nintendo, I would I would not read that. Hmm. What if it was Tom? Nah, I wouldn't read that either. Uh, yeah. What if, what if it was Tom Hanks talking about how much he loves his wife? <laughs> no, nah, I guess. Are you? Do you have any level of like liking celebrity gossip? No, it's uh, it's garbage. Yeah, I do. I got, there are celebrities I'm intrigued by, like, yeah. and I want to hear what they have to say about stuff. Like, and I mean that's what Twitter is for. Okay, so you I get a constant stream of like how much John Scalzi is a wife guy. Like he's the most wife guy. He just posts pictures of like him fawning over his wife, <laughs> and it's like we're going on a da- I'm going on a date with this total babe, and it's like wow, Scalzi, good on you, man. Loves his wife. Loves his wife. Good for him. That's that's, that's good content. Yeah, that's that's wholesome. <laughs> it's wholesome stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if John Scalzi was like, these are my favorite NES games, I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> We're here at the uh, CES report. Um, Nintendo bought out another massive amount of floor space to hawk all their wares at the winter CES show, which is, of course, at this time was the big trade show for video games. Yeah. Um, I see a picture of the Joker and Barbie. I see a picture of a bunch of dancers in like 90s fluorescent colored leotards. Yep. Uh, Is that Qbert? Over in the corner there, good on him. Hubert's yeah, great. Uh, and then, of course, my my favorite character, Zardion, the giant robot, <laughs> is uh, is in here. Yeah, I I bet this would have been fun to go to as like a kid. But would bet it would have been a blast. Okay, did you know? Did you see the um, what's the name of that thing? So so somebody did like a a virtual walkthrough of Apple stores over the years. Uh-huh. So they have like the 2002 version of the store and it's all 3D. So you just like walk around it and it's like, this is what the store at X location look like, like in Glendale. Oh, cool. Which is one of the originals. They should do that for CES. I want to see the 1992 CES. Do Apple stores change a lot? Yeah. I mean, the basic Were they always distinct? Like nowadays they're all like glass boxes. Are they still that? Is that still the vibe? Like all white, like glass box? Is that still the Apple thing? Yeah, I, I think the some of the design aesthetic stuff has changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like for example, back in the day, you're walking around looking at old timey iMacs hooked up to camcorders. And like now it's mirrorless yeah. cameras and yeah. like laptops, you know? So the technology has changed, but generally speaking, it's like a table with a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah. And then, yeah, they do like the crazy, like this one's in a train station. <laughs> this one's underground under a glass cube. That's cool. You know, you know what actually, you know what actually be weirdly interesting? What? Walking, walking through all the McDonald's because McDonald's gets some crazy buildings, and it's always a bummer because it's like you'll have you ever like eaten McDonald's at like a beautiful building? <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucked up, and it happens. Like McDonald's will have some of the nicest buildings of all time. I they rent out like a castle, and you eat McDonald's like in a castle. And you're like, this is, this is, this is dark. I kind of, you know what? I want to have a virtual walkthrough of McDonald's play places. Ooh, where you can go on the tubes and slide? Hell yeah, you get trapped in the hamburger jail. <laughs> and, and hamburger and like pa- Your parent can't get you out because it's like 
a welded shut metal tube with a cylinder on top. You get, you have to like, there's like a flu meter. <laughs> yeah. How, how many, how much viruses you've gotten <laughs> in all serious, you know what I'm talking about? The hamburger thing, right? No. Cause I, I was young or old enough now that I was able to actually play in some of those. And it's like, uh, it's like a mushroom where there's like a, a tree base that you go in through and you climb up a ladder into this thing. That's maybe like what? Five feet off the ground. Yeah. And it's a little roundabout plastic hamburger thing with jail. Oh yeah. Bars. I, I, I kind of, that kind of rings a bell. So how do you get a kid out of that? Like if a kid climbs on the stairs, right? Yeah, but the kid, what if the kid needs his EpiPen and he passes out from like an allergic reaction or something? Does that kid just die? Probably, yeah. I mean, I- What the fuck? To be honest, do you think, I mean, a kid's probably died in a play place multiple times. Like that's probably happened quite a bit. I'm sure it's happened, but if they died in the hamburger tree house, like the hamburger tree house jail, like (laughs) they die in that thing. Because that that specifically, that's, that's almost like like old play places having like, Here's some monkey bars where the monkey bars are 12 feet off the ground. So it's like, yeah, it feels a little dangerous. Yeah. If you get up on top of those and you fall off, you're breaking something for sure. Yeah, man. Wait, what do you remember from when you were a kid? Like how dangerous were the play places or was it like rubberized? It, uh, I feel like I was kind of at the age where they started like adding like safety precautions, but you would, if you every once in a while, you would go to like an old, really janky play place where there's like rusted corn, there's like old metal, like rusty, just, <laughs> I just think like there'd just be like rusty, just metal edges that are sharp as knives, just right. sticking out everywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember there's been a lot where it's like the whole thing is made out of tin. So it's just burning hot in the sun Yep, and just touching it just is a constant problem in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, the classic Texas, like just metal slide. That's just on fucking fire. <laughs> a cruel thing to do to a child. Would you say that the majority of uh, uh, of uh, play places were like that for you as a kid? Like, were they usually kind of janky? Or was there a level of, like, the kind of more rubbery, safe ones? In my elementary school, somewhere, like, fourth grade, we got our first, like, less deadly play thing where it's, like, a lot of pla- like plastic slides so they don't yeah. get as hot. You get, but, but the, the bolts that held it together would zap you. So you get like electric uh, static shocks from going down the slide. Cause you build up the electricity on the plastic. And then at the end, the bolt would bite you in the arm. Um, but yeah, so like that thing and that thing replaced something that was made out of like, uh, like eight inch diameter logs and metal bars. That was definitely yep. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of always this like weird wood and metal contraption. Yep. Yep. A kid made me eat sand one time under that thing as <laughs> just like a bully thing. And then yeah. you got a bunch of trouble. Um, I yeah. guess there's no getting around that though. Isn't it? You know? Yeah. There's bullies. That, like no bull- matter how, how safe you make the uh, play place. Unless you like edible sand. It's going to be only, only option. <laughs> yeah. That kid, that, that kid's got like 10 pounds, 15 pounds on you, which is a lot in kids, kid sizes for <laughs> forcing sand in your mouth. And you're like, mm, please, sir, may I have some more? Is, did you do did you do that tactic of like pretend you don't care so that they leave you alone? Uh, my memory of that specific incident was of being very upset. I was having to eat sand. <laughs> yeah. You were you weren't a fan of the sand. No, I, I didn't like it at all. It was yeah. uh, unpleasant, and I I had I had a bad time. Yeah, it was like a second grade thing, maybe. Ooh, not a good not a good look. He got in trouble though, so revenge. Nice. Did you, did you tell him the state made it right? There was justice. Um. <laughs> It was recess, so the teacher was just like, "What?" <laughs> like, from, from across the uh, from across the field, 
<laughs> I remember I had a recess. This I guess this wasn't me getting bullied. It was kind of me. I just um my plan was to drink as much milk during lunch then have someone <laughs> kick me in the stomach with a soccer ball so that what? I could so that I could puke and get out of school. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? I think I put I think I scared I got scared. I like drank a bunch of milk and I was like, guys, all right, you're gonna punt this soccer ball in my stomach and I'm gonna puke. And I think I got out there, and I, I I don't I don't really remember. I, I remember the plan more than the thing because I think I got out there and I was like, yeah, guys, maybe we don't do this. <laughs> hey, we made it. Wait, can you give me a fortress clear? Yep. Wait, oh, I have it. <coughs> you son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> I'm back. All right. Hey, what do you know? What an adventure! Talking about classic video games. It's a lot of, a lot of good. There's some good games in here and a lot of bad ones. Yeah, I think it's about as good as it's gonna get. What should we do for ratings? Huh? Um, Who's your favorite MC kid? MC? <laughs> no, oh. no, no. What? Okay, I have an idea. Maybe we could rate something related to elementary school. Yeah. All right. Um, what, what are you thinking? Uh, what if we rate elementary school, middle school, and high school one out of ten? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Elementary school, I would say, is a seven out of ten. I feel like I was a little kid and I was having fun. I was doing finger yeah. paintings and stuff. Oh yeah, man! Kind of like the salad days a little bit. Yeah. Uh, middle school, two out of ten. Yeah. Middle Apparent, school. Parents were getting a divorce. Oh uh, God, I buddy! Was, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, in middle school, it was also puberty, like in a bad way, and like I'm you were like always a nightmare. And, like middle school was honestly probably my least favorite like period of my life. So two out of ten. High school, nine out of ten. I, I had a lot of fun in high school. You had a good run in high school. Huh? Yeah. All right. What about you? Um, I think I had a pretty happy elementary school experience, so I give that. I'll go with an eight. Eight? Oh yeah, that's my middle school experience was bad. Also, but yeah, I wasn't. The, the family situation on yours sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like another additive. So I guess I'll, I'll give it like a, a three. Yeah. Um, Middle school fucking sucks. It sucks. Uh, but yeah, high school was way better. Um, yeah, I had a pretty, pretty good run at high school. I certainly got up to a lot of trouble. That's fun. What'd you give high school? Like an eight? I, eight or a nine. Probably an eight. I probably should give it an eight. Um, Maybe nine. nine it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, if you want to go with a nine, I'll, I'll give mine... So I'll give my seven. Okay. Because I hate homework. And yeah. I think homework's bad and people who give you homework are bad. <laughs> like you didn't like the school part of it. Yeah, I was I was a very middling student because <laughs> somewhere the, the truth was like around sixth grade, schoolwork stopped being instantly easy because some level of it is like, well, you gotta read the whole book to do a report on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'd coasted up to that point and I was <laughs> Rather than buckle down and become a better student, which wouldn't have been that hard. I was just like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> so I graduated towards the middle of my class and there was no AV program. I feel like that would have been really good for me. What's an AV pro? Uh, like audio video, like messing with oh, video cameras yeah, and stuff. Totally. Yeah. That would have like got you to like slightly be invested at like, oh, I could learn stuff that I like. Yeah. I did do tech theater and okay. like theater and I love that. Yeah. I, I just stopped taking real classes. I was taking like desktop publishing, psychology, uh, like news and in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I literally, my senior year, I would literally like go to school, do desktop publishing stuff, go work out for a class, uh, go to a psychology class, 
go to like a news analysis, which is kind of like the blow off class where you just hang out with your friends and then nice. do, and then do math. And that was like my day. It's great. Psychology. Yeah. It sounds like you had a lot, like you had actual class choices. I feel like I didn't really have that. I think I was the only one who knew that. I like, uh, there was a cook. There's, you could do woodwork classes, which I never did. You could do cooking classes. You both, could do both. Those sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Me, me in high school, like I did marching band as a freshman and I was like, yeah. this is fun from a, um, fooling around with girls perspective, but I don't like marching. Yeah. And then after that, I was like doing theater for a couple years. Then I got tired of that. So senior year, I was leaving halfway through the day to go to work at Best Buy. Oh, and then towards the end of the year, I just stopped going to school for chunks of time. <laughs> I just went to my friend's house and played Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, school. Nope. I'm slow, slow rolling it. End of, end, of, end, of the, end of the road here. Does anybody does anybody have a good time in middle school? I, I'm, some people actually, I think people who are middle school teachers are the people, the only people who enjoy it. I think back on the people who are really popular in middle school. And it reverses. Like, yeah. It reverses. You don't stay. I feel like they fade fast. It's a bad time to be at, top, uh, at the top of the game. Yeah. I mean, high school is also a bad time to be at top. A little bit. Yeah. You really want to peak like, uh, what, college? Uh, Around age 30? I, I honestly, ideally at 50 years old. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. That's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. <laughs>